The subject line to this email to lightning at truckshowpodcast.com is as follows. Your limited edition foundation series Cybertruck is ready to order. I like how you posted and were like, should I do it? I'm like, uh, let's see, your wife already told you no. Right. Uh, you don't have a charger at home. You don't. Your driveway is not wide enough for it. And then like the all the clowning and comments from uh, from social were pretty funny. And yet I still am interested. As an early reservation holder, you have been invited to order your Foundation Series Cybertruck with early access to delivery. Your Cybertruck will be fully optioned and will include limited edition laser etched badging, premium accessories, charging equipment with power share, home backup hardware, all terrain tires, full self driving capability. And much more. For how much? have begun For in how much? California, Texas with more states in 2024. For how much? The one that I want yep. is not the one that you see driving around right now. Okay. The one you're seeing driving right now is the dual motor. I have held out for the tri-motor, which is called the Cyber Beast. Uh-huh. Cyber Beast will be out in third or fourth quarter of this year. Starting price, $116,000. Yeah, that, that's not happening. <laughs> Like, why even tease people at that? Like, you you were barely able to pull a TRX off. Mm-hmm. You, the you, thing is... It doesn't even fit your lifestyle. It, no, it doesn't. The thing is, is that I could probably break even on the TRX, uh-huh. if I'm lucky, because I got a great deal on it. Uh-huh. And then I'd have some, some pretty sizable payments to make on a Cybertruck. Uh, but your wife's already making payments on a Porsche that she got. So, and a, and a, and a golf cart. So then, uh-huh. um, yeah, we're not left with, there's not much headroom in this equation. But what are you going to do with it? Okay, uh, Lightning's deciding to get a Cybertruck. What's step two? I'm, I'm not deciding that I am getting no, one. No, 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 this I, is in theory. I want to know. Because what, it, doesn't fit, it doesn't fit your lifestyle at all. No, it doesn't. So like, the, but I think the only reason- But you would get it anyway despite yourself. No, nah, so the only reason to get the Cybertruck, for me- is the hey look at me, which everyone thinks that I have anyway, right? You, you do. Which is you already the, hey, have look that. at me, right? And then, so but then after two weeks, the hey look at me is over. Yeah. So now you're stuck. Then you with, just look like a douche. You, now you, yeah. Now you look like every dude in Newport Beach or wherever you know. And so like, like if you were going to get that it, flaunts the Lamborghini Gallardo, or if you're going to get it because it fit your lifestyle, mm-hmm. and you were like an early adopter, Mister, like. Uh, I want all the new technology, and I have an infinite budget and the charging at my house, and I want to go use it and like make whistling diesel style videos of it off roading. And I'll, okay, you could probably make a go at it, but for your like what you drive around and stuff, it would sit in the driveway a lot. Wouldn't do me much good. So that's a, I. It's, it's why not just put a hundred and sixteen thousand dollars into the house you own, and get closer to paying that off. No, that's boring. Rather than sitting, having that that's thing stupid. sit in your driveway. No, it's dumb. Listen, it's Why not, would I do it's that? It's not right for everybody. Some people could be. It's. I'm just going to say, as your friend, it's not right for you. No, no, it's not right for me at all. Mm-mm. Like I, This is not me trying to fool myself. It's not right for me at all. It doesn't mean that I don't want it. So look, they're probably going to keep my 100 bucks, whatever, as long as I'm not tied into buying the damn thing. But uh, I, it was really interesting, though, Holman, is that it, when I put it up on Facebook and said, hey, what do, you know, should I go through with this? It was about 60-40, 60, no, See, 40%. Jade says, uh, nope, nay, negative, uh-uh, negatory, nay, LOL, like my opinion matters. I'll see your decision in your next post. Uh, there was a yes, a no, it's not going to order itself. Sure, you can always pimp it at, up at your job, which no, you Gail can't. would disown you. There's nothing for you there. Here's your final chance. So what did you do? Just go with the Duramax. 
Truck Show Experimento it up with wrap decals and test the living heck out of it. You can do a truck review every few weeks and give it its own jingle. <laughs> okay. Tim, stop, stop drinking the sauce, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so it, it, it looks like I'm I'm probably not going to be pulling the trigger on the Cybertruck after all, you know, and I think that's what you guys were thinking anyway. You're like, just the lightning's not going to do it. There were, there, there were some people that are like, oh, no, he changes vehicles like underwear. He's going to get rid of the TRX. He never really liked the TRX anyway. He's just doing whatever's cool. That's not true. I really, really enjoy the TRX, and I've customized it. I got it the way I want it. It sounds the way I want it to sound. It okay, looks let me ask the way you this. I want it to You've look. You've decided to get a Cybertruck. I didn't decide to get a Cybertruck. This is in theory. Okay. Same price as a Raptor R. I haven't heard enough good about the the Raptor R. The Cybertruck wins. The Cybertruck hmm. wins over the Raptor R, for sure. If I, I'm not I'm not going to trade out of the TRX to get into another V8, supercharged V8. It's that's that's silly. But the Cybertruck for you is not silly. I didn't say it wasn't silly. It was just it's just so different. It's so radical, and mm. you know. All right. Well, let's focus on uh, things that matter to people who are listening to this podcast, uh, like our guest for this episode. So uh, I've been chasing them for a little while. It's one of my favorite places in the entire United States, and they're going to be on the show. That's a big tease. Think about it. They've got a store, a theater, showers, a museum, restaurants. Everything truck for accessories. Oh my gosh! Fuel. Yeah, you charge your cyber truck there if you wanted to, but you don't have to because they also have gas and diesel. Okay. Can you uh, guess who we might be having on the show? The senior vice president of Iowa eighty, the world's largest truck stop. I have uh, pilfered that place of their most giant cup of Dr Pepper, and it was uh, delicious and ice cold. You guys are going to meet Delia. Moon Meyer, the senior vice president of that fine establishment on this episode. And a direct descendant of the founder of Iowa 80, as uh, you'll find out later in the episode. So anyway, if you've ever traveled across the country, you may have seen the world's largest truck stop, Iowa 80, off of Interstate 80. And it is a place where many of you have probably spent time, stopped, taken a rest, or spent the night, or hung out at. And it's an amazing place that I always stop when I'm traveling cross country on Interstate 80. And I figure, you know what? Let's do something different than we normally do and have something fun and, uh, and unusual on the Truck Show Podcast. And I think you'll find that this interview is going to check all the boxes of awesomeness. And speaking of checking boxes of awesomeness, the SHOT Show looked like it was off the chain. Uh, it was pretty cool. I met uh, a, a couple uh, celebrities while I was there. So this is a big convention. A, it's SEMA a, for uh, guns. For guns. Okay. Yeah. In Las Vegas, In right? Las Vegas, yep. Oh, and so Guns in Las Vegas. It was amazing. Come on. Uh, it's, it's, it's enormous. It's, uh, I don't know what the square footage difference is with SEMA, but it, I walked, uh, eight miles a day that I was there mm-hmm. and, uh, Did you lose any weight? Uh, about, uh, 40 pounds, 40 pounds. <laughs> and you put it all right back on? Uh, I had to eat a, uh, white castle on the way home. Okay. Don't, don't do that. Oh, it's oh, horrible. Why? No, that's you didn't so, do that. Really? So horrible. You did. That's twice I, you've done white castle on the way home. Which... No, I didn't do it on the way home. I actually had it, uh, one night walking back from, uh, the Venetian and it was on the way to our hotel and I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of hungry. But you know, it's, it's one bad. in the morning. You know, white castle yeah, is bad. It, but it's one of those things that it always disappoints 100% of the time, <laughs> but also 100% of the time. I think this next time is going to be better. Why? I don't know. It's just, I'm like, it sounds good. And you go in there and you're like, yeah, I'll take a slide. You can't mess up a slider. 
And then you go there and you're going, like, the, these the soggy, next, disgusting things the are... The next time you're thinking about it, just text me and I'm going to remind you that it's ass. And, it's I'll, like, st- it's, and I'll still do it's, it. It's an ass burger. I mean, I just don't learn. Honestly, I went in there for the Dr. Pepper and I went, eh, all right, uh, I didn't eat dinner. Uh, I'm kind of hungry. And then they were there and the fries are good and I went... And the dude was super nice. He gave me a fourth one for free. A fourth one what? It was a three-slider deal. Yeah. And just a cool dude. He goes, ah, I got you. But the fourth one isn't any better than the third or no, the second but, or the first. But they're I went all, to bed with a full belly, so it was crap. good. Yeah, yeah full it belly. Wasn't, it wasn't great. Dog do? No, it was. They're better than dog do. I mean, it's just cardboard. Whataburger's probably uh, better. Just barely. So anyway, I was uh, I was in Vegas, went to the shot show, and uh, got a few interviews while I was there, and I met uh, Mark Hall Patton, who you might know as the Beard of Knowledge, on Pawn Stars and some of the uh, History Channel shows which was pretty cool, and had a nice conversation with him. And then by happenstance, I was at a, uh, a lounge drinking, and the lady next to me was uh, superstar, was uh, country superstar Gretchen Wilson. What? And so we ended up drinking with her for four hours. <laughs> and just, Hold on, wait, wait, wait. wait. Were, were you actually drinking with her? Or were yeah, you no, no. Or were you stargazing? No, no, and no. You she, were, we like, were hanging out. It was a whole thing. her from leaving. No, no, no. And she was a riot. That That woman is legit, like... Full on, you listen to the lyrics of her song, that's exactly who she is in real life. And uh, yeah, zero Fs as a celebrity. Just She's like, listen, if I didn't have a singing career, I would be a, a redneck down the street. And I'm like, I, I, we, this is why we can be friends. I got the question. Uh-huh. What was she drinking? Uh, she was drinking wine. Wine? Yeah, she was drinking wine. But she was she was great. She had a, uh, I think Shot Show maybe hired her, or somebody did. She had a show earlier in the day. And she was just kicking back. And then we just got to talking. And she, uh, we told dirty jokes. And so I told her a few good ones. Did you make her laugh? Oh, totally. Really? Yeah, that's how I got in. And after that, we were like fast friends. She's telling us stories when she's on tour, like Kenny Chesney. And she was telling us all sorts of stuff. So anyway, n- n- I didn't record anything for this podcast. I recorded something for my daughter because she gave uh, my daughters into bass and guitar right now. And she's learning all this stuff. And so I asked her a question. She recorded a nice message for my daughter. So just a shout out to Gretchen Wilson because she's rad. Did you get her phone number? I did not get her phone number, but I did walk her to uh, her elevator lobby to make sure that she uh, got into the elevator okay. Did so. she ask you to, or are you, again, just fanning out? No, no. I, I asked her. I was with uh, my friend Corey and my friend Holly, and we said, hey, can we make sure you get off? She's like, that'd be great. It was cool. We even watched her purse. She trusted us, and she was like, hey, go to the bathroom. You guys watch my purse for me? And we're like, yeah, okay. That was uh, that was generous of you. So anyway, uh, that, that was cool. It's only in Vegas. I, I only bring it up because it's funny. Like I'll, I travel a lot, and every once in a while- There'll just be a random moment where you connect with the human, and then they're like, oh, I know you from somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's why. So, uh, so yeah, so SHOT Show was cool. Got a few interviews. So we'll go over that, and then uh, we will cover uh, a few of the emails you guys have sent us to truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And, and uh, hey, listen, you guys have been awesome and have sent us a lot of events all lot. around the country. To the extent that I had to call up the... Uh, I actually had to send an email to the developer of the calendar page. It's like a plug-in on our website, truckshowpodcast.com. Did we break it? We maxed it out. I'm not joking. I didn't know. It maxed out at 40 events. And I, and, oh, that's not And enough. I was trying to figure out why, like, I go, SEMA, I keep, I kept entering the SEMA show. And I go, why isn't it popping up? It's in November. I go, there's something wrong. And then I realized there was about 10 or 11 events around SEMA that also weren't showing. So what did, what's the uh, solution? I already fixed it. Sent developer within 24 hours. He goes, I just expanded it. You can now put 100 up there. Perfect. So we're at like 70 events on the page. All right. We'll send more people. Truckshowpodcast.com. Well, I, I hit the events lot. tab. It's a lot. And uh, we'll go over some of the upcoming ones at the end of the show. But before then, we have to thank our friends over at Nissan, who are the presenting sponsor of the Truck Show Podcast. 
This show is brought to you by them and the Nissan Frontier, Nissan Titan, and Nissan Titan XD. Exceptional trucks for those of you who are looking for a pickup. You want to head on down to your local Nissan dealer where you can check them out. The Titan and Titan XD have the industry's best warranty. Five-year, 100,000 miles. And, oh, by the way, I uh, took the Frontier to Vegas and uh, back. Uh, got uh, 22 miles per gallon at 75 miles per hour with cruise control set. That's good. Yeah, it was great. It's just the perfect size, great truck. I'm really enjoying having it. Uh, if you want to get one for yourself and enjoy all the things I've been enjoying with our Pro 4X, head over to NissanUSA.com where you can build and price. And Holman, two days ago, uh, a guy named Ernesto had his 2017 Ram with a 6.7 liter Cummins towed to Banks. Why do you suppose he had it towed to Banks? Uh, because he wanted to make it better. So he did the jiggle test, which so many Ram owners do now, now that we've kind of popularized how you go about it. Find your grid heater 12-volt lead. It goes to the post. It electrifies the grid heater, and you wiggle it. And if it's rock solid, you're good. But if it moves, if there's play, it means that the bolt that connects that stud to the grid heater has potentially melted and may fall off. So he did the jiggle test. And it moved. So he flat, he uh, towed it to us. A video recorded. It's on my phone right now. And Matt, one of our installers, took it off. You got to pull the factory elbow off. And then you got to pull the fuel lines out. And then you get to the grid here. He flips it upside down. Matt touches it with his index finger. Falls right off onto the ground. He was days away from this nut Taking falling, out his whole truck. falling into the intake manifold, yep. rolling down into cylinder six and destroying, and dancing around. destroying a $20,000 engine. So how do you fix it, Lightning? You buy a Banks Monster Ram. The Banks Monster Ram is a high-flow intake elbow, and it comes with a high-flow billet intake plate that eliminates the factory grid heater that will almost certainly fail on a 2013 to 2018 Ram 6.7 liter Cummins. If you want to investigate one for your truck, head over to BanksPower.com, type in your year, make, and model. There is a Monster Ram for your Ram. All right, and if you're looking for a subscription to OVR Magazine, I have an offer for you guys. We're going to start doing this for uh, 2024. If you want a free digital subscription for one year, I do. Head over to. No, o- I seriously do, though. OVRMag.com, <laughs> yeah. down to the uh, subscription page, and type in at Truck Show Podcast. And if you're one of those folks who uh, loves a high quality print magazine, 10% discount on a year subscription to print. Again, that's uh, OVR Magazine. Head to the subscription tab, type in the offer code at Truck Show Podcast. Then we'll also add this to our offer page on the website. So you'll be able to find it in the future. This deal is going to be good all year in 2024. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Holman, picture this. Imagine, if you will, a truck stop with a 300-seat restaurant, a gift store, 
a super truck showroom, a dentist's office, a barbershop, a chiropractor, a workout room, laundry facilities, a movie theater, a lounge, 24 private showers, a food truck with Wendy's, Dairy Queen, Orange Julie's, Taco Bell, been Pizza Hut, Caribou, a convenience store, a custom embroidery and vinyl shop, 42 Gas Have Islands. you been there? How about a cat scale and a doggo mat pet wash? Have you been there? No. I don't have to imagine. I've been there a bunch of times. What? Let's uh, let's call Delia Meyer from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop. Get my new hero on the phone. Oh, wait. I have the phone. I'll dial. Hello, it's Delia. Delia, Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? We are so much better now that you're on the phone. We have so much to ask you, but everyone gets an intro and you're no different. You're truck famous. Hang tight. Here we go. Truck famous. Hero. Star. VIP. Ace. Big wave. Hot shot. Truck famous. Big shot. Big deal. Big gun. Big cheese. Heavyweight. Superstar. Truck famous. That's what you are. She's truck famous. Uh, well, she she is definitely part of uh, truck famous because she is with Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop. And I have been there on multiple occasions, and I've gotten lost. I actually had to ask for uh, directions on how to get back out. Wait a minute. You were at Iowa 80. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> so, Julia, you don't know this, but uh, we always like to uh, get a wide variety of guests. And we have talked about Iowa 80 on the podcast before. And I thought, I wonder if there's anyone there who would be willing to talk to us about how it came to be. What's so special about it? What you guys do today? Because I still remember my very first time crossing the country. And a friend of mine said, well, which, uh, which route are you taking? And I told him. And he says, oh, dude, you have to stop at Iowa 80. And I was like, okay, what is it? He goes, it's the world's biggest truck stop. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not a trucker. He goes, it doesn't matter. You have to stop there. <laughs> so that's interesting how, how you were introduced to them. I was introduced via the catalog. When I built the Rock Crusher for the radio station all those years ago, 2014 or so, I was looking for a couple of accessories and Iowa80.com came up and I actually bought some LEDs. And then I'm like, I did the deep dive and I go, what is this Iowa80 place? <laughs> what is happening here? So... Delio, can you bring us up to speed, kind of rewind the clock a little bit and take us back to 1964? You bet. So um, I am second generation. It was started by my parents. My dad worked for Amo for Standard Oil at the time. And as they were building the interstate system in the late in the mid 60s, he was putting truck stops all over the Midwest. And so the Walcott one he built put an operator in there. Um, that person didn't want to stay. And so my parents, um, they knew they wanted to work for themselves and um, run their own business. So they sold the house and everything they had and, and moved to Walcott and took over the truck stop. And, you know, it was very small and they just kept investing in it. Everything they made, they put right back into it. And well, this year is our 60th anniversary. So Congrats. 60 years of putting everything back into it, you end up with the world's largest truck stop. That's amazing. Now, you guys are right off Interstate 80, uh, 80 and uh, west of, I guess, would be Davenport? Would that be the, the nearest sort of bigger city? Yeah. East of us is Davenport. So we're between Davenport and Iowa City on Interstate 80. 
when you look back at uh, some of the historic photos, it, it, it's just a dot on a map, basically, because that original location doesn't even resemble what it is today. It was just a gas station, basically. Uh, when you look on the map and it shows you like the outline of towns, right? It's like the, if the map is green and then the city is like dark gray. Mm-hmm. Walcott, yeah. which is just south of Iowa 80, Iowa 80's footprint is like 50% of the town of Walcott. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> That's about true. And the fact is, you know, I think there's 1,800 people live in Walcott and we get about 5,000 people a day through our site. So, um, you know, we're twice the size of Walcott every single day. Different people, though. That's, and, um, that's amazing. <laughs> when my parents moved to Walcott, um, Walcott wasn't even on the Rand McNally Atlas. And so they had to petition uh, Rand McNally and, you know, write them letters every couple months, you know, saying, you got to put, put us on the map, put us on the map, put us on the map. How did they find the location? What what was the draw to Walcott? Was it uh, proximity? Was it uh, to a town? Was it I-80 was being built and it just happened to be between two cities? Why that particular location? Well, that's a great question. Who knows? Um, you know, it was- <laughs> if you don't know, we don't know. Come on, Delia. The, the interstate was coming through. He knew he wanted a site in eastern Iowa. And I guess maybe the land was cheap or, you know, I, I don't exactly know, um, but they wanted Eastern Iowa. And um, anyway, he, he, my father selected this site and built it. Yeah. Um, he said he knew it was the perfect spot when he was there, but to me, it looks like every other corner, you know, it was, it was just corn at that point. Well, but, when you're driving through uh, interstate 80 through there, it looks the same for a while. Well, it's almost like he just looked, <laughs> yeah. well, he, I would say he, he looked at a map, but there was no maps at that point, you know, of the area. But like, it looks like he just looked at a map and said, right here, and put a pin in it. Maybe he was playing just, darts, right? <laughs> it's, right. It's, it's possible. When you look at what they've created, Holman, look at some, some of the quick facts. They serve 5,000 customers a day. How many eggs do you think they've served in their almost, you said 60, 60 years, right? It's a lot of eggs. How, right, how many right, eggs right. do you think? How many? Holman, you uh, guess. I'm going to say uh, 10 billion. No, I mean, that's ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. 19 million. 19 okay, million. That's a lot of eggs. How many? <laughs> this is a funny one I like. How many rolls of toilet paper do you think they go through per month? Uh, more than 19 million. <laughs> I, I, 775 rolls of toilet paper <laughs> in a month. Uh, Sounds like my house. There's 900 parking spots, and uh, they've gone through. 28 expansions and remodels, which is mind-blowing. I feel like Delia is like, could you stop repainting already? No, there's always something going on there. Like, So the, from the first time I went through to the last time I went through, it, it was completely different. There's like this newer um, entry. Like it's it's like your truck stop convenience area, right? And it's it's right. awesome. It's gorgeous. Everything, lots of space. Nothing's cramped in, well lit, really nice. Just everything looks really nice. And then you wander down a little bit more and you're like, Oh, okay. I'm heading toward the restaurant, for example. And then you head along a little more, and there's the the person doing like t-shirts and vinyl cutting. And then you head down a little bit more, and then there's a big giant yellow yellow long nose Pete sitting next to glass in this giant room full of every trucker accessory that you can imagine. And I'm not a truck driver, and I spent an hour. Uh, I'm listen. I'm going cross country. <laughs> I have to get home. I spent an hour just looking at like horns and LED mud flaps. 
Now, wait a minute. Is that the same room where the truck is on a turntable? Yes. <laughs> There's so much chrome in there that on a sunny day, you have to wear sunglasses inside. It's true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, take us through some of those permutations over the many years, Delia. Sure. Uh, generally, it was what we could afford. So we would do rather small additions and then, you know, make that into store or we would... Uh, you know, make the restaurant a little bit bigger or the restrooms a little bit bigger or just just keep on adding up. I remember when I was in, in college and we were taking out the truck bays to do service work and we put in, a you know, a mezzanine, a second level, and we put private showers in. Before that, it was just an uh, open shower. They could rent towels and go in and take a shower like, we you know, you did in high school gym class. You know, thinking about that now, who in the world, what what kind of adult would get into a, you know, open room full of showers and take a shower? But, you know, that's the way it was. So those were some of the very expensive things. Um, you know, sometimes they were taking the money and buying a wrecker and expanding the wrecker service. And it was everything we could think of. And now people are starting to notice the later ones we've been doing because they're they're huge. You know, that addition in front, like you're talking about, that was a major, major, major addition and a lot of square footage all at once. The way it got that big was a bunch of little ideas. You know, wouldn't it be neat if we could add, you know, if we could make these restrooms bigger? And and before we knew it, we had a huge project on our hands. I was amazed at just, uh, you know, obviously when you cross the country, you're every, you know, if you're a trucker, maybe it's every thousand miles. If you're uh, in a passenger vehicle, it's maybe every, you know, 300 to 500 miles you're stopping to refuel. And, you know, I've always been impressed with uh, the amenities at I-80. It's even better now. Like I said, I just went through, my last trip was probably a year and a half ago. And I was amazed at the expansion. It was the first time that I actually had a chance to go through the trucking museum, which in and of itself, if you had nothing else left at Iowa 80, if you were just a gas pump and a little kiosk taking your money for the pump and the museum was there, it would be worth it to stop. Everything from uh, 1890 triple wagon uh, on up. I mean, there's all these great old 1900 turns, turn of the centuries trucks, uh, gasoline, tr- uh, electric, tractors, Ramblers, Max, Sours, Diamond T, all sorts of really cool stuff. And then you get into the 20s and you get to see some of the really cool trucks that start looking like you know, what the future might be with a medium duty. They get, they get bigger and they're up higher and they're purpose built. Whether it's a uh, the Brockway two and a half ton or the twenty four White Records Model forty, and then you get into the pre war stuff, and there's some awesome pre war stuff there. Uh, everything from a paddy wagon from uh, a local police department, and then you get into uh, the post war. There's just so much stuff to see there. You can't possibly take it in with a quick stop. And I, I being a, a lover of anything automotive, I mean, you had a 63 Mercedes Unimog, you've got a F600, you've got uh, 84 Ford 900, if you remember, is the cab overs that really became not undesirable, but they fell out of favor in the North American market for uh, for big rigs. And so you've got some really cool cab over stuff there too. And of course, Long Nose Pete's and Kenworth's and uh, even a 79 Jeep J10 Col- uh, Golden Eagle Edition, which is super rad. So I just... I. I don't need anything else. I don't need your shower, maybe your bathroom. <laughs> I don't need your your Dr Pepper from the soda fountain. Well, I don't need hold on. others do. Others, I, I, others I get do. it. Just I'm not you. Just not me because right. I will spend 
all day and all night if I have the time walking around the museum because it's that awesome. Now, Delia, do you have like a procurement department or how are you finding all these historic vehicles? So that's a collection that goes back 50, at least 50 years. Um, our first one was a 1919 International that my dad bought. I mean, I was just a little kid. You know, he would take us out in parades and, you know, Fourth of July parade and different stuff. We'd just, you know, load all our friends in the back and, you know, he'd drive it through town. And, you know, and so then he was just collecting different things that he thought were interesting. And you just did a great summary of a lot of the trucks there. And it's a museum where people can go and spend days there. You know, depends on how much you like it or, you know, if you just kind of like it, it's a it's a hour break of walking around and looking at trucks and uh, just a design on them. It doesn't really matter who you are. If you're a gearhead, you're going to love that museum. But if you like design, you're going to love that museum. If you appreciate amazing paint jobs, you're going to love our museum. If you just want to stretch your legs, you're going to love the museum. I appreciate that you love it. And um I wish I, you know, you'd have called me and it, we would have given you a tour of uh, some of the highlights, but it looks like you picked out your own. <laughs> my, my, uh, my next, uh, my next trip, I would, uh, I would love to be able to let you know I'm coming and, and maybe even walk around with a recorder and have somebody talk about the vehicles and we can just make it a, a segment on the show because but it's so special. Like a, do you have a, a museum curator that can speak to us? We do. Uh, my husband, Dave is the curator. You know, he knows all about all the trucks. He can remember where we bought them and who we bought them from and what the story is. What I really think is cool about trucks, I mean, one of the things I think is is that they all had a purpose. And you mentioned that when you were talking about them. Every truck was built with a purpose. And, um, you know, when it was worked until it fell apart. And then somebody like us found it or maybe we found it and put it back together. And so we have a fabrication uh, mechanic shop. Um, just for the antiques as well, where we're always, you know, have five or six that we're working on and trying to fix up and get back together. You know, we have this amazing uh, stainless steel diamond T truck that Dave said he wanted. He wanted it for 20 years and finally found one. They're very, very rare. You know, it was just dense, like you can't believe. Well, you can't fill those with putty and paint them on a stainless steel truck. You know, it's shiny. And our guy, you know, he worked and worked and worked an entire winter of pounding out these holes carefully, oh, you know, the, man. the dance. And he got it looking beautiful. And you just, uh, you know, I'm sure not that many people appreciate how much work went into making this truck look like that. Well, again, you, th- you think about it, to, too. You, you can't actually... Um, heat up you know with regular steel panels you can kind of give a little bit of heat and help pound them out well if you do that on a stainless steel truck that's not painted it discolors as it basically heat treats mm-hmm. the metal you end and, up with polka dots that's right. right and so the the, lo- the labor of love that has to go into that um and then you guys for all you uh, coca-cola fans out there there's a 1945 white wa114 that's fully restored as a coke delivery truck that is phenomenal it's it's so gorgeous and then one of my favorite trucks uh you guys have a 45 chevrolet master and it's in the united van lines livery so that yellow and white truck with the blue united on the side but it's (laughs) it's 1945 and you look at it you're like oh yeah i I recognize the logo united van lines and then you look at it and you go oh my gosh this thing's 1945 it is so cool in that old livery and it's basically um, a, a dually truck that has no bed or anything, and it's it's like a big rig with a with a, a moving van trailer from that era. 
it, and I could go on. I, it, you guys have a power wagon, a 48 power wagon, which I, and, and I Delia, love those. He will go on. I will. I just, I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I love it. If you guys want to uh, check this out. It looks like it was a, you said it was a labor of love. And yes. that's exactly right. I would say when you're looking at, at Iowa 80, but, you know, particularly at the museum, it's a labor of love. My father, he was always going to build the museum and putter around it in, in his retirement. You know, and and uh, he got cancer and died at 59, so that never happened for him. But, you know, we spent the next 30 years making it happen. And, you know, we're not puttering around it in our <laughs> retirement because we're still working. But it is, it, it is a labor of love. We are, um, you know, we built it to honor my parents and uh, honor the trucking industry and say it by saving their history and telling people about it. And, um, you know, it's fun. We've met so many great people. Uh, I, I think we, that, you know, trucking is fun. I think that he's looking down fondly, knowing all the, the love that you guys put into it. It really is like a, a love letter to the trucking industry. And if you're a gearhead of, uh, of any kind, go to iowa80truckingmuseum.com, which is the other website, and you can look at the collection and click on the photos, and it gives you a little description of each one. You can get lost on the website, let alone being lost at the museum. And it, it's just so cool. And is, I'm, I'm glad that there's something like that out there. Yeah, Adelia, is there um, a fee to go through the museum? Um, no, it's a free wheel donation. Oh, wow. That's super cool. Very cool. And then this kind of dovetails into this 2024 Walcott Truckers Jamboree that you've got coming up in July. I think it's the 11th through 13th. This, tell yes. me about this event, and then we'll circle back to the truck stop, because this is kind of an extension of the museum. Now you have your customers' vehicles coming in. You've got famous vehicles coming in. It looked like I looked back at the 23 and 22 events, and they look massive. <laughs> they were. It's so fun. The Jamboree, we're going to celebrate our 45th anniversary of the Jamboree, so you know I've been to all 45 of them, and uh, we'll continue from there there's a bunch of us that have have been to all of them but it, it you know it really started that it was a thank you to truckers and it started small and just kept growing again same thing reinvesting and trying to make it better uh, you know it was to show off um, my dad's antique trucks and some of other collectors antique trucks we do a pork chop cookout and you know a country western band and that was how it started and then it just kept growing and actually, it's a jamboree and our appreciation of our customers that really have led to also plays a part in the world's largest truck stop story is that we were always paving more parking lot to accommodate as the jamboree got bigger and bigger. And so if you think about how in the world did we get to 900 truck parking spots? Well, I needed the room for the jamboree. Yeah, yeah, how do you uh, how do you have better a better. how do you have a jamboree when you <laughs> haven't closed since what 1964? You're open 20, 20, yeah, 365 days a year, 24 <laughs> seven. You never close. So while you're doing the jamboree, obviously you have a business to run, and there's re regular truck traffic coming in. How do you accommodate everybody? That's how we got all the parking. So we do have to close off about, you know, 300 truck parking spots. But, you know, we still have over 500 truck parking spots. So it's, uh, you know, it's a tight few days, tight week while we close it off and set the jamboree up. But we still are providing more than any other truck stop. I want to be her asphalt contractor. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the <paper> contractors. <laughs> you sure you don't need and some you know, more? Like we're in Iowa, so it's all cement. It's all 12 Oh, it's cement. cement. Okay, gotcha. All right. So how did you become the world's largest truck stop, and when did you market yourself as such? What What was the period of time where you said, hey, this thing is actually more than just a truck stop. It's starting to become, in fact, a local legend and, and national treasure, if you will. When did you decide, you know what, I think we're the biggest. Let's let's brand this so that we stand out amongst all the other hundreds and thousands of truck stops throughout the country. And what qualifies it as the largest? Is it acreage? Is it number of stall parking spots? Yep, you can, you can uh, uh, we, I feel like we've got that um, title for lots of different things. But we first started Amico. We were the world's largest Amico and in the 80s. And so we started marketing on our billboards that we were the world's largest Amico. Well, people were reading that sign, the billboard, and they were thinking it said world's largest truck stop. Oh, interesting. And so mm. I was in high school. I was in high school then, and I was working in the store, and people kept coming in, and we were small then, and they kept saying, I want something that says world's largest truck stop on it. And, you know, I, it just kept happening, and I was like, we're the world's largest Amico, and they'd be like, I want something that says that. And But, but the customers were reading world's largest Amico, but saying world's largest truck stop. And so uh, when I graduated from college and I started working here full time, you know, was when we really started talking about it. I'm like, people think it's the world's largest truck stop. And my dad said, oh, we probably are the world's largest truck stop because he traveled everywhere uh, <laughs> and looking at truck stops. And that was just our life, knowing it's a small industry. Anyway, so we started thinking about, you know, why don't we be the world's largest truck stop? And so we traveled around to make sure that we were the world's largest truck stop and we built a couple editions and then we were clearly the world's largest truck stop and started marketing. So that was back in the nineties. Can you imagine when we started marketing? Can you imagine Deli entering with her father and a family in the car looking out the window going Whatever with that one. Yeah, yeah. You just told just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice truck stops starters. Yeah, it's nice, like, oh, nice look, try. look at that new truck stop with training wheels on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, sometimes it was like that. And, but, you know, my father insisted that we always had to find something good about every single place we ever went. So <laughs> okay. we'd be like, you know, oh, that was awesome. Did you see the, you know, something in the restaurant or that hamburger was awesome or, you know, everything, everything had to end on a high note. Is there any significance to the monument that is outside Iowa 80? It's a giant rock with some stencils on it that that say world's largest truck stop, but it's it can't be random. I can't accept the fact that there's a little flower bed around it and it looks very purposeful, but it's a randomly shaped stone. Looks like it's about six yes. feet tall. What's the story behind that monument? Yes, so I had that made for, to celebrate our 50th, to memorialize our 50th anniversary. So it's actually almost 10 years old, and we unveiled it at the Jamboree. And it has our old logos on it, our current logo, and, um, you know, it says, uh, serving, serving you has been our world, signed the Moon family. We signed it, you know, from my family. And it, it, it is a, a note to our customers that, you know, thank you. You've been our world. That's awesome. No, but it's a rock. 
That's, that's what I'm trying to, there has to be, there's a story it's behind not, the rug. It's, it's a monument. It's permanent. It's permanent. Yes. Okay. Then no, so she wanted something that cool. wouldn't erode over time. I gotcha. It's also the that's world's right. largest truck stop rock lightning. Okay. <laughs> okay it's, it's like, oh, <laughs> she, right. she did some research that's, on it. That's gotcha. right. She's like, get, call Guinness. I got a big rock over here with a stencil on it. And make sure you bring me the big one to the uh, quarry. Yes. Yes. Like, and it's by the, by the trucker's entrance. So they see it every day. A couple more questions for you. You're so big and you you pump so much gas and diesel. Can you sway the price? Uh, can you like, I mean, you, you're because you're you're not you're not standard anymore, right? What are you pumping? It's BP. BP. Okay. BP. So you're pumping yeah. so much. Like if you stopped buying, would it screw BP up? I mean, it's like you're you got to be. You pumping think they went through a lot of toilet paper rolls and a lot of eggs, millions yeah. of gallons. Yeah. Like, I mean, how often do you have a, a fuel delivery? I'm saying she's a heavyweight. Like she can sweat. You got to be able to move the needle with that company. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we always wondered how that worked. Nope. I guess we got our answer. You know, I, I, that's, it. that's the answer they gave me. <laughs> oh, that's but funny. we did try that. You know, we have to. We have to be a big customer. And they were like, "Nope." Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Have you ever been tempted to get your Class A license, or do you have one? I don't. My husband does, and uh, no, I don't. But. I think I'd be afraid. It looks dangerous to me, but it's so, so you don't sneak into the museum at night to the key box and pick out one of the ones you like and look around <laughs> and go for a little joyride around the complex? Because like, I would. <laughs> and be careful because Holman will. Know, <laughs> yes, right. No, I think Dave would kill me if I wrecked anything. But <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. We, You know, there's been a lot of people worked at the truck stop over the years, and we had this maintenance guy. And... Uh, he worked there until he passed away his name was bill so he worked with the antique trucks a lot and he would get them started you know help us with them whatever needed to be done he was just a jack of all trades and they would run them into stuff because the brakes are never good and when they take off you know you're not expecting them and all of a sudden they you know, when you let the clutch out, they jump ahead 10 or 15 feet. And, <laughs> you know, you just want to make sure nobody's standing in front of you or behind you because when it, when it takes off, it takes off that first thing. All of these antiques are like that. So anyway, they run into stuff all the time and he would whip out a, you know, a marker and write the date on it and who did it. And he would even do it for himself. So if you ran into something, you know, <laughs> so there's all these. <laughs> so some of the sheds that are on the property that, you know, people aren't in, but there are, you know, storing all of our equipment and stuff. There's just like marker all over the place, you know. Well, it, one, it, one, 1980, Bill Grace. <laughs> one, one, 1980. You know, makes you feel part of the team. In yep. there, you know. <laughs> yeah, all right. I, I guess the the first That's time a uh, first time a new uh, employee does that, they probably feel real bad until they get outside to survey the damage, and there's 27 other uh, sharpie marks on there. And they go, <laughs> yes. oh, okay, all right. I'm just part of the team. Right. I'm just I'm just part of the team. Yep. This happens, right? That's funny. Now you guys have, as you've grown and as you've scaled up, the services and amenities there are, are pretty incredible including you have Tesla fast charging now available. Uh, you have uh, a green initiative to make sure that you're en- energy efficient but you also have a lot of things that you would expect at a, at a truck stop such as a CAT scale which 
those of us love to weigh. I, I'm an off-roader and overland, and we all put about 2,000 pounds more of whatever on our vehicles and then uh, are shocked when we go to the cat scales, but we need you guys for that. And um, <laughs> I was looking at some of the other stuff. So uh, dental, uh, you have a dog wash, which is awesome. A chiropractor. By the way, it's a doggo mat. A doggo mat, that's yeah. right. A barber shop. That's right. <laughs> um, and, um, and a movie theater where it looks like... Uh, we, I, I, it must have 30 or 40 seats in it or something like that. It's, it looks pretty nice. Is that something where you guys regularly play, or is it something where a trucker can decide to put in a movie and, and watch it in his downtime? So it's uh, actually 70 seats. Wow. The movie theater, so it's big. Yeah. You know, we just run CD, DVDs in it. And, you know, so or when there's a football game on, we'll run the football game. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know, so people can come and watch and it was a really big deal. You know, now everybody can watch a movie on their phone, so it's not quite as big a deal. Dude, as I'm it, going there for know, Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> well, think about well, it. You don't, you don't right. have to go and, and get all your, like, you know, beers and sodas and all. Just go down the, to the front. Grab all your goodies and then go up and then you got a comfortable chair yep. and you can eat to your heart's content while you're watching the game. And then when you're done, you can go up and take a private shower. Meanwhile, your dog is getting washed and then you realize that you sat in the chair too long and so you got a crick in your neck and then you head over to the chiropractor <laughs> and then he tells you that you got hair on the back of your neck or something. So go to the barber <laughs> shop. Haircut, right? <laughs> tell me about the barber. Is he kind of, is, is he or she like old school or is this... Do they have regular like straight razors? Yeah, or straight razors is like a barber barber with the uh, you know not the, a not a straight razor, but they are trained barbers, and actually they're on their third generation. So it's oh Irene's no, same family shop and yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that so they have still, they've got regulars. Yeah, they know this is yeah. a first name oh. basis with their customers. Now, do the locals oh, from Walcott come up to you guys for for dental and uh, and for <laughs> dog grooming and for chiropractic services? Of course. That's amazing. Yes. Wow. <laughs> She's built a freaking city. She has a city. I told you it's half the size <laughs> right. of the actual city. Do you guys have like your own uh, sewage system and uh, and and water filtration pond out in the back? Like, are you doing? Are you doing every all the uh, this the municipal uh, li- li- lightning's trying to ask in a really uh, yeah. uh, uh, polite way what happens to all the black water coming out of the no, tanks? No, no, there? no. I, I'm yeah. just wondering if she's doing the job of an actual city, like what a like municipality we, would do. We are on city sewer. We are on city sewer, but uh, we have our own water and our own water tower there. So Holman touched on something very briefly and then glossed right over it. I want to step back to the Tesla superchargers. What's the vibe there among truckers? You're surrounded by truckers all day, every day. What's what's the vibe about electrification? Is it just a passing fad to them? Are they concerned? You've got to have these conversations with guys over a cup of coffee. Um, you know, I don't think electricity for class eight trucks is in the near future if ever and i think they know that you know they just roll their eyes and i think there are probably bigger threats to trucking and truckers than electric but the downtime on electricity um you know for a class 8 truck is going to be 12 hour charge if we sell the same amount of btus that we do in diesel fuel i'm going to need my own power plant there's a company yeah. in Joliet, Illinois, who went and yeah. wanted to do that with a 30-truck distribution center where they said, we want to be able to charge 30 big rigs at once. And the city utility came back and laughed at them and said, that's more than the entire town takes. And 
we talk about this. Oh, I think there's a lot of benefit to EV vehicles for maybe last mile delivery or your around town car. But over the road truckers, you're not replacing diesel anytime soon. It's just the 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 ability to you know fill up in 15 minutes and get back on the road and go another thousand miles. That type of efficiency until that can be matched, I, I don't think that you know it's going to be replaced. And as much as people are going to try to do it. But it's interesting, you know, you guys are basically a small city with all the amenities, and it would make sense to me that you would have EV charging as, as part of the, the nation's infrastructure, because there are people who have their, their Teslas and their EVs, and you're getting more customers out of it. Maybe those are folks that never would have stopped because it's a truck stop, and they need to stop for a charger, and all of a sudden they go, oh my God, this place <laughs> is amazing! Ah! <laughs> yeah, Clouds part. The, the angels the, sing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I definitely get that part of it. Right. You know, we've always said it doesn't really matter what customers are running on. You know, if their cars run on peanut butter, that's fine. I'll sell peanut butter. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> and I do sell peanut butter, but not not by the gallon, that's for sure. But, <laughs> you know, it, it it doesn't matter. We're there to serve customers that are on the interstate, and, and that's what we try and focus on. Well, before we let you go, I, I was uh, perusing your, your website, so it's iowa80truckstop.com. How much did you buy since we've uh, been doing this interview? <laughs> All of it. All of it? Well, I, now, hold on, hold on. I'm looking at a shopping cart in the upper right-hand corner. You realize- There's 31 items in your shopping cart. You realize cart. that she offered to do a tour now, sometime this year, I'm going to go back to Iowa 80, even if that's my destination. I'm just going to go. I'm going to road trip there. And then I'm going to road trip back, and I'm going to go time it so I can I can see them and see the museum. But I was reading the testimonials on here, and it's we we do a thing on our show where we've got you know a thousand reviews on you know Apple Podcasts and things like that, and so we always read our reviews. So I thought, well, maybe we would turn you know, flip the script a little bit. Our reviews though are are funny because they make fun of us because we ask for it. But these are these are just some of the the uh, the people have been through. It reminds me of the good old days when you can get everything under one roof. Not to mention the restaurant with awesome food. I've eaten there and it is awesome. This place uh, that is run and taken care of with pride, which I, I thought was awesome and. Uh, one of my favorite ever since the first time I stepped in and I was in awe. I look forward to stopping every time I'm out that way. I will literally make sure that, you know, because when you're, you're in the interstate system, I get bored of different. Sometimes I'll take the northern route and sometimes I'll take the southern route. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll take the middle of the country. But a lot of times I don't go north or south until after I've passed Iowa 80 because I have to stop there. And I, I, I mean, it's it's literally a destination in the middle of the country. And this person said, we love that we can find everything we need in one place, and the doggo mat is awesome. We get to wash both our girls and blow dry them. So it's fun to read the comments. <laughs> They're joking about dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's great to see. It's, it's fun to learn your, your story and your history. Like I said, it's a place that I've been uh, to. I've been personally odd uh, going there. And Lightning, I think you and I need to take a, a road trip and maybe do an uh, interview on site at the museum. I would love it. I will, though, not be satisfied until Delia... Until you can put your signature on a bumper from hitting something no, no, in the parking no, lot? No, I'm either oh, okay. going to... No, well, that, that would be funny. I, either wanna, <laughs> I want to sign the, the weird rock out in front. Or, no, here's what I want. I'm not going to be happy until she names an omelet after us. I want someone to open up the menu in her 300-seat restaurant and get the Truck Show podcast... Yeah, well, Spanish omelet or something. What's going to happen is uh, if it's as bad as our show is, nobody will order it. No, She'll no, take it off no, 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 because her her chef will come up with it. So <laughs> you and I will just co-sign it. That's okay. what I want. Okay. I want I want a a lightning and Holman 
omelet or skillet so, or something. So, so to that point, there's a... Uh, She's a, ignoring us. There's a, to that point, there's a review here. And it says, all the staff here are helpful. I just stopped two, uh, two days ago. Great food, even better people. And I feel like if you and I were to have our own omelet on there, it would change that review to mediocre food and even better people. No, again, it's great food. The name would be would suck, but the <laughs> yes. food would be wonderful. Right. Uh, well, listen, you are a, a, a tremendous sport for hanging out with us for, for all this time. And congratulations on the continued success and the family business is amazing. The entrepreneurship is is amazing. The fact that you're giving back to the community is is wonderful, and we love and, trucks and preserving so. history. You know, I, I think that's that's a huge. If you guys want to check them out, also on Facebook, Iowa eighty uh, WLT, and on uh, Instagram, their world's largest truck stop. Check out their social pages. Uh, there's all sorts of, uh, of of cool pictures and great stuff. And I'm looking at one from Instagram from. Uh, a week ago when you guys had a storm and you were clearing all the snow out of the parking lot. And I can imagine right now it's probably pretty cold there. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> we're ready for a break. Oh, I, I bet. We were freezing today. It was 52 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, but oh, we, we live at the beach, oh, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like, cry us a river. Yeah. Cry me a river. She, she's like, we were heating the building to 52 today. <laughs> yeah, you're about right on that. <laughs> uh, well, it's been awesome to talk to you, and we will get out there. We're excited. Yeah, if it's okay with you, we would love to uh, email you uh, maybe later this year when we can get out there and, and take a tour of the museum, because I, I think it's a special place. And I'd love to share that with our audience also. Thank you so much, Delia Moon Meyer, for checking in with us. World's largest truck stop. Thank you. Iowa 80, so you ride. Iowa 80, Iowa 80. Mm. All right, Holman, it's time for shot, 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 shot. We're going to go from one of my uh, favorite places to one of my other favorite places so uh got a few interviews just saw some cool truck and off-road stuff uh there and i thought oh, you know what while i'm here i'll uh i'll do the lord's work and get a few uh, interviews for the uh podcast so here we go all right lightning i'm at one of my favorite places my favorite shows of the year this is the shot show and i'm at industry range day and you can just uh, listen to all the freedom seeds out there and uh if you listen closely you can even hear freedom ring Yes. I've never heard freedom seeds before. Yeah, those are those little things that go pew pew. Freedom seeds. Mm hmm. Okay. I mean, it almost sounds better than any V8. Almost. All right, I'm going to walk around. Uh, we're going to have some fun checking out some uh, new product and uh, to uh, walk the shot show as well. And if I find anything cool and truck related, I'm going to bring that interview to you here on the Truck Show Podcast. Where is this shooting happening? Is this at the convention center? There's no way they got a permit to shoot there, right? Where were you? Nope, they uh, take a, a, rent, a big range out in Boulder. And so if you think about it, there's like over 100 different companies, 150, I don't know, something like that, and probably 50 bays. And you just go from easy up to easy up, and they hand you, they, they have a lineup of guns, and they go, which one would you like to shoot? I'm like, all those, and they hand you a magazine for each one, and you, you just go to town. It's amazing. Do you know just, special? Do you have to sign your life away? And oh, it's, you, it's invite only. You have to be on a list and oh, okay. know people. It, and uh, it, yeah, it's not just anybody can walk in there. Even people who uh, go to the SHOT Show can't just go there. You have to be uh, a part of uh, uh, 
an invite or something you know special or weasel your way into it or or, or whatever <laughs> yeah. you do but plenty of youtubers and saw a lot of people did if, you what stop oh did you shoot anything that was incredibly impressive uh yeah there's always stuff there um Matrix Arms has this amazing all aluminum. They take the Glock internals and then change the shape of the gun to fit more like a 1911 ergonomics. So it feels better in the hand and it's basically all the reliability of a Glock, but with the feel of a better gun. Sorry, I'm not really a Glock guy. Uh, and then there's there, there's shotguns, uh, over-unders, automatics. There's uh, We shot uh, AK-47 AR-15 base shotguns at Skeet in the air at, at Sporting Clays, which is freaking awesome. There, this year, there's a big thing on uh, thermal uh, optics. So you would, if you're used to uh, optic on a gun that has a red dot, there'd be a thermal for heat signatures of things that you're aiming at. Lots of binary triggers. Uh, not as many fully automatic what's a, what's guns. What's a binary trigger? Uh, it's where it shoots both in the forward and back position. So oh, as my Lord. Yeah. Really? So you go, da, 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 da. some crazy cool shotguns, big caliber stuff. They have a long range where you can shoot. I don't even know what the biggest caliber there, I don't know, fifty or something like that. It's it's pretty awesome, and you basically just walk it has around to and wait sound in line. Like warfare's going on there. Well, you heard it in the intro. No, Those but I mean, just... like fifty cows. Or boom. No, everything. Oh yeah, I mean, you literally have to wear eyes and ears when you're walking around all day long, and yeah, it's awesome. So so anyway, that was at the uh, Boulder Rifle and Pistol Club. I think that's what they call it out in uh, Boulder, uh, Nevada. And then the show itself is at the uh, Caesars and Venetian Expo, and so that is a crazy show to walk around. Lots God. of cool stuff. Gambling, alcohol, guns. It, it, did you go to a strip club? You, did I not. mean, you got it. That's like the no, but the I, I did touch a stripper. I mean, did, did you you didn't get arrested? Like, I don't understand. I was walking down Las Vegas Boulevard from one hotel to the other, and this drunk uh, stripper was with her drunk stripper friend. And they were passing out the little cards, and she tripped over her like goldfish and uh, high heels, like right into me, and just almost splattered me on the ground. And I kind of propped her up and kept walking. I'm like, no thanks. So this has got to be hard times. You don't see the strippers handing out those cards. Oh normally. yeah, yeah. The, normally they were, there, they were working. It's the little dude that uh, you know he's uh, four foot tall, going yeah. slapping, slapping the paper together, trying to get you to pick up the sapphire. Flyers and get your discount <laughs> yeah. card. No, for, no uh, time for that. I, I walked a, a total of twenty three miles in three days. So, um, no, no time for any of that. So anyway, I found a truck show podcast listener. If you can believe that, I do. Randomly, I do. Okay. I believe it. Well, here we go. All right, I'm in the uh, Intrepid Camp Gear booth here, and uh, your name is. My name is Trevor. And Trevor, uh, you said you've listened to the Truck Show podcast before. I have. Yes. Been a listener for a few years now. Right on. We well, appreciate it. So uh, we found each other because I was walking by and they had this gladiator that had this killer rooftop tent set up. And it's novel because it's basically, uh, if you think of a wedge tent, it, when the wedge goes up, it has an additional hinge about, uh, I don't know, a quarter or a third of the way down that allows you to have a uh, room for your foot box. And so um, it's completely different in the sense that you have the, um, I guess you'd say, the easiness of a wedge with setup. Yes. But you get more room from some of the traditional, maybe vertical pop-up. Uh, yep. So it's the ease of setup of a wedge tent, you know, 30 to 60 seconds. And then that hinge on the roof panel will give you about 36% more space, as well as up to four feet of headroom, something that you really won't find in any other tent on the market. Awesome. And you're uh, showing me, we're looking at the XL here, uh, the, which is the 3.0. You've right. got a smaller 2.0, yes. which is a smaller footprint. So this one is 187 pounds, the 2.0. 
five is about 155. 155 and then behind us is a brand new solo version so tell me about that yeah so we're releasing the solo here uh coming up in about april um really uh focusing on those avid ventures who like to get out alone skiers snowboarders fly fishermen who are going out on weekends um and it's really an untapped portion of the market so we're really excited to bring that solo to those people and it leaves your other half of your rack space completely open for cargo uh, different accessories, if you have bikes or anything like that. So we're really excited to get that out to the market. Right on. And uh, what are some of the other products that you guys offer? Yeah, a few other things. We'll have a, a few accessories for the tents themselves, uh, some more camping things like the uh, like a shoe bag. And then we'll be coming out with a different lineup of cargo boxes as well as some camping chairs. And all of these items are continually evolving and we'll hopefully be rolling out even more coming this summer. Awesome. It looks like you guys like extruded and billet aluminum on uh, some of your your pieces. And I can tell you guys that um, you own the patent to this this hinge assembly. This isn't a private label, another Chinese tent. You guys do build it overseas, but yes. it's your own proprietary design and it's your own proprietary patents that you guys own, you guys develop. So it's not just one of the many other rooftop tent companies out there that are just private labeling something that already exists. Correct, yes. Everything from the design to it getting to the end consumer is dealt with and uh, done by us, which is something we're really proud of. Uh, the quality control measures that we implement at our own factories are top-notch as well. So we're really happy that we can do that for consumers and be the direct line of contact between production and end user. So. And just one last thing, going back to the extruded panels. So, yeah. um, you know, on these tent, you do have the extrusions on the side, which means you can hang accessories off the side of the tent while it's uh, stowed or the bottom half while it's uh, deployed, which is super rad. Yes, sir. You can hang stuff off the side. Uh, currently, we don't have the greatest selection of side accessory mounts, but it's something we're actively working on coming here towards summer 2024. We're going to have different options for awnings, shovels, high lift jacks, cool. all the things you can imagine in the off-road space. All right. If people want to find you, where should they head? Uh, website, social, both? Yep. Website, social. You can find us at intrepidcampgear.com or on Instagram or Facebook at just intrepidcampgear. Right on. Thank you. Thank you. So that was pretty cool. They uh, had a nice little setup there, and I like the uh, the uh, double articulating tent. And then I think their solo is super smart. For somebody like me who doesn't want to take up their entire roof, you basically can have a narrower tent so you can put boxes and stuff on the other side and sleep on the uh, the one side. So. At this show, what's the crossover? Like how many – because it's the SHOT Show for guns and ammo, things like that. How much camping gear, overlanding stuff was A there? lot because of hunting. Oh. Massive amount of honey. There's everything from mobile deer stands. We saw a kill dozer that a company turned a bobcat into that uh, they sell to SWAT teams on tracks with a big pummeling arm on the front that can poke a hole through a concrete wall. Um, there's all sorts of camo camp chairs and different kinds of tents and a lot of crossover. But the hunters, they're not thinking of like the average uh, recreational camper. They're thinking about the hunting side of it. And then there's all sorts of brands you may recognize like Oakley who are there and a lot of these brands have uh you know law enforcement or shooting arms and they also have a consumer division so a lot of those kinds of big brands are all over shot and you you might be surprised i i think you know uh, guns are tend to be somewhat controversial i think you'd be surprised at what companies have a gun division that are proudly displaying a shot that you might not know and there's a just a ton of companies and there's a bunch of vehicle manufacturers ram had a trx all done up in the lobby um as part of their mopar performance parts and things like that and then there was a i think a giveaway truck that they did 
Uh, there's a few other manufacturers there. Lots of UTVs, all sorts of stuff like that. What's the uh, consumers versus like professionals, as in like uh, you know police, SWAT, oh, it, things like that? Uh, it's all professionals, whether it's firearms distributors, trainers. This is not a show that you can just get into. Oh, it's not. No, it's the the. This is a trade show. It's a trade show. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a trade show, and I it's, thought this was open to everyone. It's okay. very very hard to get credentials. You they vet people, as you can imagine. Now <laughs> oh, I remember you even had a hard time getting into this. Thing, I right? had a hard time this year since my uh, my email changed but uh mm. i uh, got back in and uh did uh did a bunch of work it was great all right uh next one up are uh, local to us here in southern california all right so here i am in the uh, snow trailers booth with kevin cooper who i met yesterday at uh, industry range day and it was pouring rain yes uh, but what caught my eye is you had a uh, a shelter with an awning attached to a trailer uh with a ton of great overlanding stuff on it and we started talking, and I said, I'll come back, find you at the show when it's dry. I want to know more. Yes. But uh, you guys make uh, adventure trailers originally for, like, the ATV, UTV crowd, and now you're starting to scale up with some bigger models, but they're still compact trailers, uh, and you're making them here in the United States. Correct, yes. Every trailer we build and made in the U.S., uh, we started out with a quad size, went to a side-by-side size, and then went to a Jeep truck. I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of cool. They have trailers that you can tow behind your ATV. That have, that have a full kitchen, a gun vault, a rooftop tent, I, I, water, that, that solar. Cool. I'm thinking totally like, you know, California pompous, like where would we use it? It's not for it's us. It's not for us. It's no, not for us it, at all. It's for somebody in Montana or exactly. going out. They want to have a base camp. They want to have everything secure. It's perfect for that. Yeah, it's, it, it, these are really nice trailers. We're really focused on being weight conscious for the side-by-sides and, and quads, uh, but also packing in a ton of camping capability. Two-man tents, solo tents, uh, awnings, camouflage awnings, as you saw yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was the debut of the new camouflage awning. That was actually the launch of, of the Remington R20 model, too. So we're here at SHOT Show debuting uh, two R20s. We've got two of them here, one wrapped in a prairie camo and, one ra- and just one regular tan. Uh, and both of them have uh, three-man tents on them, and they have, you know, some different accessories on them. But the Remington R20 hunting trailer is kind of our next level of com- fe- uh, feature comforts for the hunter. It allows them to go out deeper into the forest, stay longer hunting, because now they can take food, water, more gas. And, of course, safety's number one. No- not only just for the hunter, get them off the ground, so all our tents are five feet off the ground. They're all secure, plus all the boxes are secure and double locked. Plus, if you really want to have some security, like you saw that you're going to see in a minute, there's a side gun vault and there's a rear long gun vault. So you can put your gun and ammo, lock it up, be secure, not to worry about it. Plus, we've got a lot of other cool features that you can go on our website and see, recess sink, cooking stations, shower stations. So it's really to the imagination of the hunter now. What, what does he really want when he goes out hunting? You know, from a skinning rack, tree perch mount, what does he need? Our trailers are, a, are kind of like a pack mule. You put everything on the trailer, tow it out there, drop it off. Now you've got a base camp and go hunting. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, we were talking about the different sizes. So um, from the smallest to the, the largest, what are you talking about in terms of uh, base weight? And then what kind of gross vehicle trailer weight can they carry? Payload, whatnot? Great question. So the small one is called the 410. Uh, it's dry weight is 600 pounds. Okay. So, and it's designed for quads. Load it up, it's right around the 950 mark, which is about 50% of the total capacity of like a Suzuki King Quad. Or if you're in the 1000 market, like the KMs or the CF Motos, those guys are up around a 2000 pound. So you're not even going to stress the, um, the ATV at that point? Not even close. Yeah, we've done a ton of testing. Suzuki actually has one of our models. They take it on tour, uh, they go to the AIM show with it, they do photos with it. Same with CF Moto. 
Uh, and that's, that's a great small package for that quad. And that totally is a game changer because nobody's actually built a trailer that you could camp in or hunt out of or sleep in on a quad. And now for me, what it was, it was to get all the gear off the quad. So now everything's on the trailer. So when I get there, I can actually park it and take the quad and go. And also handles better yes. as well because you're not dealing with all the weight on the tow rig itself. Absolutely. That's all behind you. And to your point, being able to set up base camp and get back out there is pretty. Uh, that's a pretty big benefit. It, it is. So and that parlays right into the side by side. So that's the next size, the medium sized trailer. So that dry weight is 850 pounds. Uh, when it's loaded up, as you can see the two here, one of them's at 1550 pounds, the other one's at 1602. And the one at 1602 is the one that has the gun bolt in there. So that actually has two key, key locking gun bolts inside of it that actually lock up. So that's a little more weight, but at 1600 pounds, that's not even gonna stress the yeah, side by side. You're, you're not even feeling, I'd rather have the safety of being able to lock my guns up than worry about uh, a, little, a few extra pounds here. Yep, exactly. And then on top of that, the same thing with the full size. So the R12, the Alpine, that's the Jeep truck guy. That's the guy that really needs more camping space. He needs more hunting space. He needs more more food, more water. And that's that's going to get him. That's the kind of like top of the line camper for him. And then moving up to your now full size? That's the full size. Oh, that is full size. Okay. R12 is the full size. So we're giving some fun naming conventions. Yeah. You know, the small <laughs> one is the R410, the medium size is the R20, and the full size is the R12. Got it. Got so, it. Very so cool. That was kind of fun. And we had fun with Remington on that. Yeah. They're a great. I'll tell you, Remington and True Timber have been awesome to intro into this market and get us involved with, with SHOT Show. Everybody here we've always met has been awesome. Um, I mean, it's just amazing. Overlanding is a blast, but hunting is just next level. Well, and it's, it's, uh, it's overlanding with fresher food. It is. It is. <laughs> right? Yep. Well, and I'm looking around, and you guys have some amazing partners. Obviously, you're looking at brands like Renogy and Yeti, uh, Overland Vehicle System. Yep. So it looks like, you know, Method, a lot of... Method. Uh, Method. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got Everest. So you got... This is Camp Chef. Yep. You know, this is a great cooking system. You've got Method Wheels, BFGs. You've got uh, the new Remington Cooler. Dometic. You got the water. Yeah. Dometic. We got Makita. You know, that's our, that's our coffee station for us. <laughs> got to drink coffee. That Makita system is perfect. So you awesome. got to, you know, got to get your coffee break. It doesn't put any stress on there. Plus, all these trailers, are cap they all have solar ready, so you can put solar panels on there. You got dual batteries, so you can go truly off-grid, get out in the wilderness, and actually stay there for a while. And where can people find out more about the trailer if they're interested in uh, following up? So two places. You got snowtrailers.com or you go to remingtontrailers.com. Awesome. Appreciate your time, Kevin. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sounds like a sounds like a cool trailer. Yeah, super uh, super cool. And I uh, figure some of our uh, our listeners like to uh, to hunt and camp and all that kind of stuff. So I figured I would bring that to them. Uh, here's another. Do you know that I've never been hunting? Not once. Really? Yep. You should I, do that. You, if, if you're a listener and you got a big ranch and you're like, I'd love lightning at home and to come out and hunt with me, learn some skills. I'm down. Lightning at truckshowpodcast.com. All right, I'm walking around a SHOT Show, and I came across uh, Ivan Schulman over at the Headrest Safe Company. And this is one of those products that when you walk by, you go, okay, what, what's that? And then you watch it, you go, oh. So, Ivan, um, we've got a lot of guys with trucks who have yep. guns. Yes. This is like the perfect, I guess, concealed safe for safe. the truck. Obviously, safety most important, but you're... This guy had a career in radio and voice acting, if you can't tell. I haven't keep let him I, talk. I, so I'm just I'm because I know you're gonna go. This guy's voice. And he, I think he knows people from your old job and stuff. So because yeah. he was in radio for a, a long time. Anyway, hiding in plain sight. Your concealment vehicle is sitting in your headrest space. 
<laughs> not in the console where somebody would go through, not in your glove box. Not in, under the seat. In California, those don't count as safe places to have your gun anyway, for example. Mm -hmm. You solve all those problems. We did solve the problem. This is a separate vessel. So it is able to be detached from the headrest, but only when you want it to be, because there's a special tool that locks it in place in the seat. So nobody could just walk up and steal the safe. The safe opens in four different ways. Biometrics is what we recommend. One person is set up as the master fingerprint. He could put up to 30 others in there. Then a six-digit code will open it. Doesn't he do a podcast called The Way I Heard It? No, it's definitely not Mike Rowe. Oh, it's not? No. You sure? I mean, he I mean, definitely sounds, has a good voice. It but sounds no. like Mike Rowe. Nope. A key lock and right up here, USB in case of emergency. So what we're looking at is a, a headrest for a truck, except one end, and you can't tell where the piping is on, would be on the side of the headrest, is actually the seam, and is it magnetic? This one is not okay. magnetic. Okay. The reason it's not magnetic is because once you take the safe out. Oh, got it. There's nothing to attach it to. We don't so what he's demonstrating to me is a replacement headrest where one side opens, and inside the cavity of the headrest yep. is a gun safe. And that gun safe comes out of the headrest to carry with you as a lockable container or is locked inside the headrest. These guys is, must be doing Instagram ads because I've seen this recently. Mm -hmm. They just, uh, I think they launched last year, so they're trying to get traction. And uh, what's nice is if you put on your passenger side, you can reach over as a driver and it's boom, right there. Uh, I don't have anything to attach it to. Yeah. See, the safe itself is 18-gauge ballistic steel. So that has no trouble with a right. magnet. So we had to get a heavy-duty latch for it, okay. for this one. But again, but there's no external latch. When you're looking at it, it looks just like Ooh. a normal truck headrest. It comes in all the leather colors that you would normally associate with your half-ton heavy-duty trucks. Yes. And one side opens up, and inside that is a safe. Is a safe. You put your firearm in there. You could put cash in there. It'll hold $112,000 in hundred-dollar <laughs> bills. Okay. I can't tell you how I know that, but I did go out and get a bunch of prop money to make there sure you go. All right. it fits. Like, how much bigger is this than a normal headrest? This is like super tall or something? No, it's or? a little bit wider, yeah. but not enough for the average person to know. You wouldn't look at it and go, well, that is oversized headrest. There must be a gun in there. And what's to stop someone from just taking the headrest off the two posts and taking it with them? Keep, keep listening. Okay. Anything that you would put a, in a safe in your home, you now have something like that in the vehicle. Let's be honest, valet parking. The statute of limitations is up. 40 years ago, I was a valet parker. We went through every car, period. <laughs> Bar none, we went through every car. You locked everything in your headrest safe, you have no worries anymore. Nobody's looking there again. No it's, it's, it's totally concealed. It's hiding in plain sight. They can see it on the website, a lot of videos, a lot of use cases, yeah. a lot of different ways it's being used. And by the way, we're four guys. We're four guys, our inventor, Irv, his daughter's now 10. When she was five, she found his gun case in his vehicle. It was locked. Didn't have any problems until she brought it to mommy. <laughs> and mommy said, what's this mommy? And she goes, daddy's last day on earth. <laughs> Irv is an engineer and construction guy. He locked himself in his vehicle in the driver's seat and started going across his car section by section, his truck, excuse me, section by section. He got to the headrest, he pulled out his knife, he sliced off the end of it, and that's V1. It took us five years to develop the machines, the toolings, the patents, to learn all the gun laws that we're responsible oh, yeah. for knowing versus, you know, because people do use it as a gun safe, so yep. we have to know the rules. And we went to market last year, we introduced it here at the show. Over 4,000 units are out today. 
And we offer a 100% money-back guarantee, and nobody has asked for their money back. It's never been done before. And you guys are built, uh, you guys are in Alabama, based in Alabama? Yeah, we're based in Homewood, Alabama. We're actually three fraternity brothers from the University of Alabama. Okay, all right. So if you're broadcasting in some cities that don't like us, I can't help you there. <laughs> but uh, we hooked up after our first careers, okay. and we had known this is our passion project. Other partners are CFO. He's a money guy. Yeah. I'm an advertising guy. I was at radio and TV for 30 years. Okay. So we just it's just kind of natural that we go into this. And look, I had younger kids. It's a challenge to keep it safe in your car because kids yeah. are curious. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why, but a lot of people think that you just put it on the seat, put it under the seat, no one's going to break into your car. They'll find it. They're going to find it. Yeah. There's not a hiding space that they can't find. It's got to be locked. Yeah. If you found it, they're going to find it. Yeah, got to be locked. So if uh, somebody wants to check it out online, you guys have a website? Yep, theheadrestsafe.com. Okay. So they go to theheadrestsafe.com, they'll be able to see everything. And we won't tell anybody, use promo code DANA, okay. D-A-N-A, our spokesperson, Dana Lewis. Uh, and that'll save you $50. Oh, look, look at that. We even got a promo code we for you guys. We got a promo code for the And guys. Uh, one last little piece. So I overheard you talking to the last guys yeah. about how you hired a couple of wrestlers mm -hmm. to show that you couldn't yeah. rip the headrest safe out of the seat. And and you guys will be releasing a video. I think by the time you hear this, it'll be up on your site. The video will probably be up by the time you see it. I, yeah. I mean, I don't get back until Friday. Yeah. We're editing this weekend, so it will probably yeah. be up next month. Too many people were concerned about the headrest being stolen. So I, I won't I won't give it up because Please. I want you to go to the website and check it there out. But let's just say the video and the outcome is not what you expected. Yes. Fair enough? Yes. Not what you expected, but you'll be very pleased when you see it. All right. Thank All right, you. Guys. We really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Happy to help you. You think they, uh, what, they steal the whole seat? Uh, I think the two retired pro wrestlers that go at it do some damage to the inside, yet the uh, headrest stays in place. Oh, interesting. There's a couple uh, interviews there from the SHOT Show, some cool products that I laid my hands on and uh, things that I maybe just were looking at for myself might include... Did you get any freebies? Oh, I've got all sorts of great patches. I got... Uh, um, lanyards up the yin yang. Oh, I got so many different lanyards and credential holders. Uh, they're all tactical, which is uh, which is cool. It's not like the SEMA clear one. These are like big, like nylon, and you know, there's Velcro, so you can stick patches on it because everybody at the shot show is handing out patches. One company was doing something super rad by trading patches. So you get it from other booths, and then you threw them into a big thing, and they'd give you one, but you'd have to trade out one that you found somewhere else. Oh, interesting. So that's pretty, uh, a good that's, way that's to get cool. people into the booth. I have a feeling you gravitated to the concealed weapon-like uh, holsters area. I did look at a, a couple holsters that I had found online that I wasn't sure about until I saw them in person. So that were was you, really good. Were you excited by one or disappointed by another? Uh, yeah, there was, there was one that I really liked. I had found it in uh, online, but they didn't say online whether there's a positive engagement of your firearm, like a click when it goes into the holster, which I think on a CCW stuff comes in a bunch of varieties. Sometimes it's a sticky pouch. Sometimes it's just leather, but it, it's you know, sometimes it's Kydex where it's the shape of the gun. I believe firmly if you're carrying, you should have positive retention. And so not every holster does it. Sometimes they fit the gun, but if you were to be turned upside down, it would fall out. So I like having positive retention. So this particular uh, holster that I was looking at had was great for summertime because it had some neoprene padding on the backside and then had Kydex on the front and it was positive engagement and low profile. So great for when I don't have an undershirt and an overshirt and all that kind of stuff, wear it against the skin. So looked at stuff like that. Uh, might have gone by the staccato booth to check out the new C, which is freaking badass. Those are spendy guns, aren't they? Um, my C2 uh, is very nice. And those are very nice. And now I'm ready for a seat. So that's a uh, spendy is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, everything's relative lightning.
<laughs> Everything's relative. Uh, and then I went over and uh, I, I really want to get an heirloom quality over under shotgun. And I, I've I really fallen in love with the Breda 694 series. But the Benelli 828U Sport is pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm torn. Uh, the new Holosun optics with the thermal and some of the other things they have. They have a new uh, solar panel on top of their optic. That will char- fully charge the uh, the battery in like you know a couple hours, and then it lasts for twenty thousand hours of use after that. So if you go out to the desert once a year and shoot your gun in the sun, your uh, optic will be fully loaded for you for the rest of the year. All sorts of five eleven has some awesome stuff coming out. So can you get? Don't you have a buddy five eleven? I I do. In fact, can uh, we get some five eleven TSP gear? Uh, I do have a uh, an account with them, and I do get a discount on embroidery and uh, product from them. No, I'm serious. Can we get Truck Show Podcast limited to. edition? He he might listen to the show. He might be listening right now. It would so, be amazing to so team up with uh, we, 511 Tactical. I might, I might have a, uh, a a meeting coming up to discuss such things in the next few weeks. So, mm. um, but yeah, saw saw a lot of a lot of friends, a lot of great people, and uh, had a great time. So it was uh, another great year at the Shot Show. All right. Well, can we change gears to events that you guys can actually attend, not just trade shows that Holman is going to uh, show off and tout that he was there and you couldn't be. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. All right, Holman, uh, you want to go first? Should I? How do you want to do this? We got a lot of events on the calendar. Do you want to keep it to just like. February, we'll do, uh, March. Yeah, we'll do February, March. So okay. uh, coming up February 3rd in Biddle Park, Royal Grande, California, is the Seated Club Central Coast 4th Anniversary event. And uh, that uh, February 3rd, head over to truckshowpodcast.com and then click on the events tab. And February 16th through 18th, it's the entire weekend. It is the Modified Custom Automotive Gear presents Mob Town Showdown, the dopest show in the galaxy. It's uh, lifted, lowered, everything in between, and it is happening at the grounds in Mobile, Alabama. Of course, this big granddaddy, Lone Star Throwdown, February 23rd through 25th. And that's at the uh, Lone Star Expo Center in Montgomery County Fairgrounds in Conroe, Texas. And that is a show we have been at before, and it's uh, absolutely amazing. If you've never been to Lone Star Throwdown or maybe thought, I should go sometime, go this year. It's 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 worth the trip. Really fun show. It's gonna rain on you, so just like it, yeah, it you will, right. it's gonna rain. But nobody cares. No, no one cares. It's gonna be a mud fest, but yet the trucks are the best in the world. And March first through third is the San Diego Four Wheel Drive Club's Tierra del Sol Desert Safari, and that is happening. I think it's like the Coachella Valley area out by where they have that big concert. Huge off road park out there. Um, again, click the registration button on Truck Show Podcast events page to learn more about this. And then on my birthday weekend, March 6th through 10th, you can go camping uh, and hang out with the Arizona Classic Bronco Stampede. And this will be at the Charles Whitlow Rodeo Grounds in Florence, Arizona. And March 14th through 16th, you got the 35th annual Run to the Sun Car and Truck Show happening at Myrtle Square Mall in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And that's a, that's a big boy. I mean, based on the photos, it looks like uh, a couple thousands. Thousand, yeah, a couple thousand trucks. 
March 23 through 31st in Moab, Utah is the annual Easter Jeep Safari. So uh, if you want to uh, come hang out on the trail and see yours truly or find me uh, at the Moab Brewery or Blue Pig Barbecue <laughs> or uh, Zach's Pizza, food, food or, or drink. Yeah, I'll be, that's, that's usually when I go into town. So maybe you'll see me there. Gotcha. And then March 30th, it's all about the Jeeps. It is the Kernersville Jeep Jam in North Carolina. It's at uh, 618 Edgewood Street in Kernersville, North Carolina. It looks like just kind of a, looks like someone's piece of land. They're all getting together. I don't know. At Kernersville Jeep Jam, uh, just go to, uh, again, truckshowpodcast.com, events calendar page, and uh, click on the info button. Thanks again to our guest, Delia Moonmeyer from uh, Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop, for hanging out with us. Hope to uh, get out there and see her soon on a road trip. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. If you want to be on the Truck Show podcast, then uh, hit us up on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105, where you can leave a voicemail and tell us what you're up to in the new year of 2024. Or if you want to tell uh, Lightning that he's a dumbass for even considering the truck, the uh, Cybertruck, Redo it. Lightning, lightning at churchillpodcast.com or at LBC Lightning on the gram. What? What, what are you going to hit? Both bells. It was both bells. You can't do both bells. I just did both bells. Because lightning's a moron? I'm just because I like hitting both bells. <laughs> All right. You can find us at Truck Show Podcast, at LBC Lightning, at Sean P. Holman on social. Special shout out to our buddy Dave for uh, taking care of our social pages. He's been absolutely slaying it for the past month. Or, some, uh, uh, so. some hero status from Dave there. Yeah, dude, did you see we have uh, 30,000 followers, all organic? I noticed that. So keep telling your friends, share your content, tag us in whatever you got going on. Dave will uh, share the good ones. Or if you have funny uh, reels that you think we should see. I've been sending reels to Dave yeah, he's at, tired of at me. all hours. Oh, yeah. I have two, and most all hours he's like, oh, hey, cool, I'll get it up. <laughs> And it's funny is I'm so inconsistent. I'll text him one. I'll DM him another. I'll Facebook him one. It's like I'm constantly sending him through different means. He's like, uh, I don't know, he's a wide receiver getting him from like every angle. Kind of like the way our listeners uh, contact us through our uh, 4,000 different ways. All right. uh, Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts if you are an Apple user and leave us a review or on Spotify. And then also don't forget OVR Magazine. We've got a discount code at Truck Show Podcast. So if you're uh, interested in a year-free digital subscription or a discount on the print version of the magazine, uh, we can get that over at ovrmag.com under the subscription tab. I got to get me some OVR subscription. Uh, I can hook a brother up. Please do. All right. I'll yeah. do that. All right. Maybe. We should thank Nissan. Oh, you mean our presenting sponsor? Who, that one, yes. <laughs> without their support, this show would not be coming to you eight times a month. It's too many. <laughs> it is too many. I can't. But do you guys are loving editing. it. I mean, yeah, you're you're I mean, gobbling it up. So. I appreciate you guys listening. I gotta be honest, it sucks. So here's the thing: we thought editing it would be the same amount of work, and no. it turned out it's actually a lot more. It's a lot more. But we're gonna uh, stick to it anyway. So uh, just like Nissan, if you're stuck wondering, with us, if you're wondering what Lightning does on his Friday and Saturdays, it's this. So just like Nissan stuck with us, we're going to stick it to Lightning. I mean, we're going to stick with Lightning and uh, get you the two episodes a week. Uh, Nissan is a proud presenting sponsor of the Truck Show Podcast. Been with us since the beginning. Head over to NissanUSA.com to see their full line of pickup trucks, whether that's the midsize Nissan Frontier or the half-ton and half-ton plus Nissan Titan and Nissan Titan XD. Industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty on the Titans. And you can build and price at NissanUSA.com. And if you got a 2007.5 to 2024 Ram with a 6.7 liter Cummins diesel and you're worried about the grid heater bolt failure issue that is happening to so many dudes, 
Look no further than BanksPower.com, where you can find the Monster Ram. Not only does it increase performance, but it also protects you from grid heater bolt failure. Go to BanksPower.com to get your Monster Ram. Oh, by the way, Lightning, have you heard? No. We've got uh, another show in a couple days on Thursday, so... uh... If you haven't figured it out, we're doing two a week, and you've got some editing to do. So rather than prolong this show any longer than we have to, uh, you, uh, sir, have to uh, get to work. Fixing all of our flubs. It sucks, i got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast. Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters.